Dan and Corey here, welcoming you into Libservative. The great fundamental issue now before our people. We, the people, cannot turn back. All right, welcome in to another excellent... What are you looking at? Over here, we're live. <laughs> he, of course, is Corey Look, Walsh. And he is Dan Griffin. This is a another fantastic edition of Libservative. Two minutes before we got on the air, I realized it was my turn to do a monologue and completely forgot to fucking do it, because I don't know if you noticed, but I got a whole new studio behind me, so I'm just, I'm doing, I'm doing it from a, from a, from a dungeon moving forward shame that's what it looks like man i'm looking at myself in the screen and i'm like there's like fucking anthony fauci's gonna pop up from behind me and give me a vaccine or something (laughs) right in the the side of the neck here he comes he's just he's gonna come out of the crypt in the back like in the darkness and just come sneaking up just stab me with a syringe uh right in the right in the side of the neck we're gonna we're gonna talk we're gonna talk we're, we're gonna talk about I don't even think that's where you put the vaccine. I don't know. I've never gotten it. We're gonna we're gonna, we're gonna talk about the human embodiment of science coming up a little bit later in the show, as well as uh, Corey uh, has so eloquently dubbed them the Whitmer Boys as uh, two two of the gentlemen that were uh, involved in the plot to kidnap Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer have uh, been Foxcroft and the Whitmer Boys. <laughs> I can't wait for the movie. <laughs> who's gonna play? Dude. Who's gonna play Gretchen Whitmer in the movie? Oh man, the cor- I don't know. But it depends on who makes it. Is it gonna be someone who's cucking to the government, or is it gonna be like a movie like Vice? Well, yeah, and that's the thing. Is like who knows? Because Christian Bale played Dick Cheney, and he doesn't look anything like Dick Cheney. They made him look like Dick Cheney, so it could be anybody. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. Is it gonna be a movie shitting on the incompetence of the government, or is it gonna be one that's Cucking to the government. No, they'll make Whitmer look good. They'll get like Scar Joe to play her or something. But I'm talking about just the whole uh, thing in general. Like, what, what's the narrative going to be that this is just a bunch of real badass, scary people in the plot? Oh, or you mean is like going to be just like, a bunch the, of bumbling are the, fools? Are the two guys that were convicted going to be like the protagonists or the antagonists of the film? Is that kind of what you're going for? Yeah, yeah. Is it is it going to be like realistic, where it's just a bunch of really, really dumb fucking inbred idiots that live in the middle of mid Michigan that are getting bamboozled by the government, or is it going to be the, the FBI is the savior of Whitmer coming to mm. <laughs> grab her like the newborn infant Jesus and run out of the fucking hotel into the manger? Yeah. So is it like a Goodfellas type film, or is it like an Untouchables type film? Yeah, 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 exactly. Is it is is it going to paint a realistic image of the FBI taking advantage of people with the IQ equivalent to where water freezes, or is it, <laughs> or is it going to be these big scary uh, boogeymen in a closet that are sitting there and that like Whitmer's unbeknownst to Whitmer, but beknownst to us who are watching the movie, Whitmer's life is being held by a thread. Well, and, and that's the, that's the thing. And the like, superhero FBI came and saved the day. I just thought about it. Like, 
Whitmer would be such a bit part in that film. They wouldn't get ScarJo to play her. She she would be in the movie for like two minutes. You, you wouldn't even see her. <laughs> that would be it. That would make the movie even better. <laughs> you don't even see Whitmer. You don't even know where she is. Oh, the Michigan. Because yeah, they drove by her house and they really came in nowhere near contact of the woman. I, all the Michiganders are sitting around waiting. I can't wait to see you place Governor Whitmer. <laughs> and it's like the only time she has an appearance, it's like her, like a silhouette of her, like turning off the light. <laughs> her, like her, like it's the back of her hair going into a building. Perfect. Anyway, what else, but, uh, what real else quick, we got? Before, we, uh, before I ask you what you're drinking and before we get into anything else. Nothing special, but go ahead. Libservative Podcast is found on all social media and podcast platforms. Our website is podpage.com slash libservative. We can be found at Libservative on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Instagram and Twitter is at libservativepod. And you can find our transcripts at libservativepodcast.wordpress.com. Our TikTok videos can be found at Libservative Podcast. And you can reach out directly to us at libservativepod at gmail.com. And where do we start, Corey? What do you mean, where do we start? Oh, well, first, we're going to start with drinking some of these delicious drinks that make us dumber. Yeah, because we're going to talk about um, student loan forgiveness, so we're definitely going to need some, some booze, <laughs> some, libat- some, booze. some libations. You're drinking the champagne of beers. I hope you have about seven or eight more of those available next to you. Actually, that's that was my pre-show drink. I just didn't finish it yet. I'm actually going to be drinking on the show, but don't tell anyone. Okay. Uh, sweet baby Jesus. Have you ever had this? I have not, but I do know that it's blasphemous. It is. Sweet baby Jesus. Did it's it? a uh, chocolate peanut butter porter. Is any of his actual and then, of blood course, in there? Is there like, is there my, like some uh, church wine in that beer? Is there like his basil actual Hayden's. blood? That's Jesus juice, 100%. <laughs> and you got some that's, basil that's, Hayden's? I just got that's my, the blood of Christ himself. Just got my traditional B43 here. I didn't pour any liquor this evening. I probably should have. I got a, I got a, I got a Coors Light sitting in the reserves. Here. Hanging out in Biden's basement. Probably gonna need to get that Fauci's basement. Relax. <laughs> which which would be worse? I don't know. Biden won a campaign from his basement. Hold on. Fauci's basement, Biden's basement, Trump's basement. Fuck Mary Kill. <laughs> what basements? <laughs> oh man. I think I'm gonna. I think I'll, I'll go first. I'm gonna kill Fauci's basement. I don't want to know what the hell is down there. What kind of goofy experiments are going down there? I'm probably gonna fuck Trump's basement. I mean, there's got to be some fun stuff going on down there, right? A bunch of nuclear. That means codes I got marry. <laughs> means I got to marry Biden's basement. Oof, that's tough. You know, what? maybe I'll fuck Biden's basement. That way, I get it out of the way. It's gone. I don't have to deal with it anymore. Just get past that, and then I'll, I'll marry Trump's basement because you get to fuck anything that you marry, right? You'd think. I don't know. I'll go with Trump's basement on the marriage part. Do I really have to try to even think about <laughs> answering this question? <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> you don't have to worry about it. Do we have the option of a bullet like red versus blue? <laughs> yeah, you have to worry about. It. But would you would you would you agree that you would probably kill Fauci's basement? I wonder what. I don't know. <laughs> I'm afraid to go in his basement because there's probably a bunch of fucking. That's why. Just, Man-made viruses down there. That's why you would kill it. Uh, yeah, yeah, you'd burn it down, save the whole world. Uh, anyway, student loan forgiveness. Are we ready for this? <laughs> Ryan said it was, the sweet baby Jesus's uh, uh, beer was brewed with Jesus's own sandals. His sandals and his sweat, his ball sweat. <laughs> Jesus sweat. <laughs> yeah, 
You're probably right. I can only imagine wearing a robe ro- rolling around on a donkey probably makes you get some real nasty from under cheese. Careful, the Prager you people are going to get mad at us. Oh, fuck Prager you. They took it. You know, okay, you want to talk about Prager you really quick? Right, yeah, a little tangent. Let me here. say Let's this. Go. All right, let me say this. Prager you has in the last two days bitching and moaning, or like in the last day about this whole uh, fucking student loan forgiveness thing. Mm hmm. And those bastards got a $705,000 loan from the PPP during COVID that got fucking forgiven. $705,000 loan. And yet they're bitching and moaning about other people's loans being forgiven. Talk about hypocrisy. It's like, you know what? Said, it's like I've said multiple times. I don't, I don't really have an issue with, I don't think I've said it on the show, but I've said to you, I don't really have an issue with Dennis Prager himself. But his fucking social media team is like Occupy Democrats, just a bunch of fucking grifters. <laughs> I'm actually looking for Jesus it right now. Christ. Uh, yeah, do you support school of choice? You're born looking for your parents. You die looking for your decisions. <laughs> what? It does, anyway, it doesn't matter. We don't want. We don't want to. We don't. We don't want anybody upset at us on the left or the right. We're just. We're we're dirty no, centrists. We're here to, we're here we're to piss people. everyone off on the left and the right. We're horrible human beings. Especially after we would kill Fauci's basement. Yeah. Uh, when Fauci's basement ever do to you. Biden's basement won us from the Trump fucking devastation. Yeah. You know, the country. Save the world. Save the country. Vote blue no matter who. Uh, student loan forgiveness, Corey. This, this is the big announcement over the last couple of days. Uh, Joe Biden signing an order that's uh, supposed to give $10,000 back to... Any student loan borrower making under one hundred twenty-five thousand dollars a year, correct? and twenty thousand if you got Pell grants as well. Ah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and then whatever, double that if you're married. No, it's it's a three hundred billion dollar bill that's going to help roughly forty-three million Americans get away from. Do you hear a buzzing sound? God damn it! A little bit, a little bit. Sounds like a sounds like you got a waterfall going in the background there. It's a hiss. Oh, I hear it. I don't know what it is. Don't worry about it. It'll go away. It'll go away. On It'll, I hope. <laughs> it won't even show up. It probably doesn't even show up on the show, Who but knows? I'm over here all fucking paranoid about it. It's probably the FBI. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so 43 million Americans have a chance to get a benefit from this student loan forgiveness. Now, people are praising it and people are freaking out about it. Along party lines, of course. Along, yeah, n- yeah, just along ideological lines, a hundred percent. And uh, now, before we go into this conversation, full disclosure, I do have student lo- student loans that are current that I've been working on that will probably be forgiven. So I myself am consider considerably happy for this. But here's my main caveat. Like, I'm happy that, like, because, like, everyone's, like, really saying, well, you took a loan out. You have to pay it back. And it's like, well, let's first talk about that. We took a bunch of 16 and 17-year-olds who had no idea about finances and their teachers, their parents, role models, mentors, fucking sports, you know, uh, people that people look up to, leaders, political leaders. Everyone said, you got to go to college. You got to go to college, get that degree. It's an ROI. You're going to get an investment on the what? Yeah, it's expensive, but you're going to get the money back. And so we took all these kids and pumped them into this thing where they didn't even know what they wanted to be yet. And they half of them, no, actually, no, actually, it's it's like a small number when everyone bitches about like the uh, 
the liberal arts degrees and stuff like that, it really is only like less than like one to ten percent or something. That like that sucks more than anything that I've ever sucked before. <laughs> and, and so, like, so I'm. Oh man, I lost my train of thought when I heard fucking butt beat butthead over there talking. So we're kind of rectifying this thing where we gave out all of these predatory loans to all these kids who had no fucking idea what they were in the first place. That's great. I'm glad for it. I'm glad that we're going to be reducing the debt to income ratio ratio for 43 million Americans that they're going to be able to get out with their life and use that extra money to stimulate the economy. Now the caveat to that, you know, the devil's advocate to that is we're in an inflation, Dan, mm-hmm. we're in an inflation. So this extra money just getting pumped into the economy versus people just paying on their debt might affect the demand of things, which will hurt the supply, which will drive prices up more, which actually is a legitimate argument. Well, hasn't, hasn't I the, get it, but hasn't the inflationary the thing, effect, he, though, already taken place? Wait, say so the inflationary effect? Well, you're, you're, we're essentially pumping $300 million into the economy. When right. the economies, when the uh, inflation is up, right? But, but people haven't been haven't been paying student loans for well over a year. I think the inflationary effect yeah, has already taken yeah, place. Yeah, that, that's where I was getting to. Yeah, people haven't been paying student loans for like damn near two years, Dan. Okay, since COVID started, and then on top of that, um, let me f- find the article. Uh. Wall Street says that Biden's student loan inflation won't, or student loan thing actually won't uh, affect inflation because most of the loans are coming back, or most of the loans are going to be getting paid on again uh, come January. So the money that was going to it is basically going to be going to it anyways. Let me see if I can find the actual way that that is worded. Um, because I am butchering it. This $10,000 essentially come off on the back end, I think is what you're trying to say. Yeah, this program will reduce student debt balances by about $400 billion and shave payments from about 4.4% to 0.3% of personal income. So we're talking that like there's a 0.1% difference in the money that's getting thrown back to the government from all of this. Um. The aggregate effects from such an income boost would be small. However, the level of GDP increasing by about 0.1% in 2023 with smaller effects in subsequent years would expect would we would expect the effects of uninflation to be similarly small. Bank of America economists agreed. Like all the big banks are like, yeah, no, this isn't going to really hurt inflation. So it's just a bullshit talking point. The only way I see it hurting anything is that extra money bumping up demand for things. Now that's a real logical concern, but based on that, I don't think that we shouldn't help 43 million Americans (laughs) because it might hurt inflation a little bit because of the fact that I think the very premise of these loans themselves, uh, were just, Predatory. Fucking predatory. Yeah. yeah. You you told these sixteen year old kids who had no idea what finances were and gave them a more like a virtually a mortgage to where now they're adults and they know what money is, but they have no fucking way to pay for it because their debt to income ratio is bad. So Ryan asked, uh, they'll be forgiving loan will they be forgiving loans because everyone essentially decided to stop paying on them? No. There was there was a moratorium put on student loan payments to where it was basically 
basically all student loan payments were pushed back, so we, you you didn't have to pay them. It was put a, a hold put on them. Yeah, yeah. COVID just or when COVID happened, they basically just put a stop on the student loan payments. So that was that so was no the inflationary effect, them. right? Like that was the uh, that was the, that, the money yeah. essentially being pumped back into the the cash, if you will, being pumped right. back into the economy. Right. That effect would already be there. And now when January comes after two years of nobody paying on them, there's going to be millions of people paying on $1.1 trillion of debt versus it, the 1.4. And he also says- They're going to be taking a, in virtually the same amount of money. Ryan also says he feels like this will set a precedent for, for, credit, card, for credit card debt, et cetera. I, I would agree with that, except for there's one issue. The fact that student loans cannot be defaulted upon. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that was going to be my, my, that's exactly what I was going to say was uh, when he said it sets a bad uh, precedent for that is uh, student loans are the only loan you can take out that you can't claim bankruptcy on to where it's like, if I have a credit card and I'm reckless with it and I spend $10,000 on a credit card and I completely fuck up, I can turn around and claim bankruptcy on that 10,000 and settle my debts. If I have that credit card and a hundred thousand dollars student loan, and I still claim bankruptcy, I can lose that credit card, but I still owe the hundred grand. On and your the, uh, your, your credit loans. will take a shit. You won't be able to take out a loan for a while. You have to build all your credit back up, et cetera, et cetera. But you can't right. do that with a student loan. Look, my, my so what, what I was gonna say really quick, Dan, was so like this is my like the bad part. I think of it is is uh, I think it's good that we're rectifying an issue because all this has done is it made prices of of college of like college uh tuition skyrocket because the the colleges realize that the government's going to pay for it no matter how much they charge and i think that that still needs to be tackled and i think that on the uh other end of this we need to make it to where we, we need to tackle this exorbitant prices that's forcing millions of people into these student loans in the first place and then we need to tackle the other end that if someone does fuck up and take this bad student loan they can claim bankruptcy and default on it. And then in a perfect world, I think that we should have two years of associates or two years of community college just tacked onto the K through 12. If we're already paying for 12 years, what's two more years when someone can choose a degree or a target uh, education that they want, that they can use to secure their own future without having to take out money for student loans, without having to have these bullshit conversations that we're having right now. Most people just want a two-year degree. Not everyone wants to have a bachelor's degree. They just need something on a piece of paper to show that they can do something to get a decent job. Well, morally, I, morally, I, I I dig it. Like because, you know, first of all, let's let's call this what it is. This is Joe Biden actually, for better or worse, whether you like it or not. This is Joe Biden actually de- delivering on a campaign promise. This is what he said he was going to do, and he went out and did it. So that I mean, so that's number one. Whether you like it or not, even though that's factual. The other thing. I wish he would have stuck to his original thing because I think it would have been great for the country and saved us a ton of money and made more made us more of like a community. Was he was saying student loan forgiveness through uh um what's it called? Uh fucking volunteer work. Like going and cleaning a park for three hours and that takes money off your student loan. Going and volunteering at a homeless shelter, that takes money off your student loan. Volunteering in the community to do community service to take money off of your student loan. I love that idea when I heard it. I think that was the best fucking idea because not only is that going to help people who need to get this money taken off, they're going to help stimulate their community. They're going to be active in their community, meeting their fellow people who live residents of their community. That's going to help fight divides. That's going to help break down barriers. It was actually a really fucking good idea. As someone with a student loan, I would have preferred that over just a blanket. To push back on that, doesn't that, doesn't that, 
put more power into government bureaucracy to make sure these things are taken care of? I don't know. I guess you know what like, I mean? If, like you're, there's, if you're going through volunteer work, you just have volunteers. Just <laughs> log sign the off. I don't know. Somebody's got to do that paperwork though, right? So it's it's look, I, I have mixed emotions on this because first of all, like if you have student loans and you're like So Ryan just asked another good question. He said, So are they going to change loan policies and guidelines to acquiring them after they forgive all this debt? Is it going to be harder to get loans for school? I doubt no, it. And that's the problem. I doubt it. Yes. That's that's what we're gonna get at next is the fact that yeah, we're fixing all this for now, but we got a bunch of kids about to start college this fall. You know, what is it? What did uh, on uh, breaking points? They said, I think in four years, this 300 billion is just going to be wiped away and it's just going to be debt for new people. Right. What this is essentially like, okay, so if it's you're, a jubilee, if you're, it's if a you're, biblical term. If you're somebody, if you're somebody who's being offered this $10,000, I'm not going to tell you don't take it. Of course, fucking take it. Take the, take the money that's being offered to you. But at the end of the day, this, this seems like a situation where you have a leaky pipe and all you do is sit under the leak with a towel and keep wiping it up. Yeah, you don't, you don't that's actually, exactly what this is. You're just, not actually just swap out the bucket. You're not actually stopping the leak. This doesn't solve the problem of the fact that college is astronomically inflated. You don't get the return on investment that you were promised. You know, and then and then throw in all the all the culture war nonsense about what do colleges actually teach versus what you paid for. Like it's so. Good things to me, Biden delivering on a campaign promise. However small and meaningless it may be, he actually delivered on a campaign promise. And you are putting money back in the hands of people that were predatorily sucked into getting student loans. But you don't, but at the end of the day, as as is the case with our government so often, you don't actually solve a problem. This is what they do. They sit there and they right, put these little band-aids on. They put these little band-aids on and then they push it down the road to whoever the next person is that comes along. This is no different. So I look at this exactly, and I go, "Exactly, Ryan. What That's insane." So banks can't default on them, meaning you can't file bankruptcy. So if they wouldn't have decided to do this, basically they're stuck with that debt. Yep, till you die. Yeah, so it's 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 in a weird way, and like it's not even really a weird way. In kind of a and that's Biden's fault. We have to mention that that fucking caveat in the fucking bill was something that Biden himself drafted. Did you know that the, the bank the bank bankruptcy part? Yeah, that you can't get rid of this loan through default. That was Biden himself. He was one of the major drafters of that legislation. Yeah, and and nobody isn't that funny. Yeah, it's 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 in, it's like it's a good thing and a bad thing at the same time. And and it's it really bothers me that like, <coughs> just like everything else, it's turned into this fucking culture war issue, right? Like anybody who's a a, a hardcore Democrat is going to be like, "What a great win for Democrats! What a great win for Joe Biden!" And you know what? In the short term, politically, it probably is. In the oh, short yeah. term, remember I called this politics like six or seven months it, ago. Yeah. I said student loan forgiveness and legalization of marijuana. Those two were going to be the ones that got brought up right before the midterms to try to butter people up to vote for them. But at the end, of I'm the surprised day, we haven't heard more about marijuana. They're probably saving that one at this point for 2024, but 2023, boom, student loan forgiveness. It's the same thing Trump did in 2020 with the stimmy checks right before an election. And I hate it that everyone's saying this is all about politics. It's like no fucking shit. That is absolutely. It's, <laughs> it's no that's the thing. shit. That's the thing. So it's, was the stimmy checks with with fucking Trump right before the 2020 election, and it didn't work for him. So this probably might not, or maybe might not work for Biden either. Yeah, well, or at least the uh, 
At least, yeah, at least in the midterms. But like in the house, it's, it's the so it's Republicans so fuck themselves. It's so say. infuriating because instead of like taking this for what it is, which is Biden delivering on a campaign promise, like you know, round of applause, good job, good jo- good job, Uncle Joe. It's got to be well if if you if you have anything bad to say about this, you know what? You don't care about poor people. You just don't care about poor people if you're against this. And it's like there are legitimate like economic reasons for why this this may be may be bad. And it and that's that's what upsets me about the conservatives and and really more so the libertarians when it comes to this is they have this this set in stone idea that they know exactly why this is going to go badly. And they don't. They don't, right? Like you you have Spike Cohen whom I admire going uh yeah, this is just going to raise the price of tuition. And it might. Like that might be like there are going to be second, third and fourth order consequences of any economic policy like that's absolutely true but like the idea that they've got like this is all bad we have it figured out and this and these are the reasons why how it's going to go bad well let's come back to people like spike cohen in in the you know year two years three years four years in advance and let's see if that's actually what happened but i don't if it doesn't happen that way guess what's going to happen it's just going to get slid slid away like it was never even said because we live in a 24-hour news cycle and nobody's going to remember that libertarians and conservatives said that if those negative consequences don't come forward. Couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean that's that's what this that's what every every policy <clears throat> ultimately turns into. If you're yeah. against student loan forgiveness, you hate poor people. That's 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 the way the left portrays it. And it's 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 and not right. If you're right. for it if you're for it, you're for uh, socialism. No, it, it was uh, you're for advocating irresponsibility. Right. You're for advocating the irresponsibility of entitled brats. Oh my god, I love that. I love that boomer argument of I swept floors for four years and paid my way all my way through college. What, what did Kyle without, Kalinske say? He's like without uh, realizing that the college is two thousand percent more expensive than it was when right. you went to school. You fucking asshole. When I was a kid, they fucking kids died from polio. It's not fair that kids are getting vaccines now. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, they also tear the wall with lead paint, and now they don't do that anymore. So, should my kid have to eat lead paint chips because their <laughs> fucking parents did? I mean, there's probably some kids that are out there eating lead paint chips right now. There's kids out there drinking lead water right now, Dan. That's very, very true. So like, look, there's good, there's bad to this, right? I mean, look, there's there's good, that, there's good that we're going to see in the immediate term, and then there's certainly potential bad as there is with any economic policy. I'm not going to shit on Joe Biden a whole lot for this. I think there I are, can see the bank, I can see the the colleges going, well, shit, we can just raise prices more, and yeah, and all they're going to do is forgive the kids and not come after us for it. Yep. So I get that premise, I yep. get it, I do, and it's important that those. This is why nuance on these type of topics is so fucking important. Because when you cipher through all the bullshit rhetoric, there is a couple tidbits where it's like, hmm, maybe we should think about that. You, yeah, you. At the end of the day, though, the thing that's most frustrating to me, and then we can move on, is it doesn't actually solve the problem. It helps people who ha- who were inflicted by the problem, but it doesn't solve the problem. It's equivalent to the burn pit thing. I bet you the next time we're in a war overseas, they're still going to be burning shit and giving our soldiers cancer. And sure, we can give them money after, but until we figure out how to deal with these burn pits, they're still going to get people fucked by it. 
92% said if I did, they'd go for it. Was that in the student loan thing? <laughs> Read the polls, Jack. Read the polls, Jack. All right, what's next, Dan? Uh, science is quitting. Science retires. What do now? Because <laughs> if you question Fauci, you're questioning science, Dan. Science is retiring, and so science will science will be no more. That's it. Now, is science going to retire and still be an advisor from the outside? He, he, he I mean, he did say that he's he's not uh, actually going into retirement. He's gonna. I don't know what the hell he said he was gonna do, but he's gonna. You know, he's still gonna be. He's still gonna be around. But what are we gonna do when science dies? I don't know, Dan. Science is 81 years old. I don't know if you knew that, Corey, but it's <laughs> science is only 81 years science old. Science is only 81 years old. That have absolutely no relevance to reality. Do you think <laughs> <laughs> that's such a great fucking soundbite? <laughs> uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci stepping down. Dr. Science. Dr. Science, man. Step- no, so now. If we really had to, like, on the grand scheme of things, Fauci has been shit on in the last two years. On his little 40-year stand of working with, what, like, eight, seven, eight presidents? He's been with the NIH. His work has saved lives, arguably. Not even arguably. Definitively. It has saved lives. You know what I mean? Like, the AIDS epidemic, granted. Well, that didn't go gay well. Gay people had to spread the ashes of their deceased loved ones who died of HIV and AIDS on the lawn of Capitol. It was either the White House or Capitol Hill to get his attention. But he took the mantle or took the, you know, took the baton and like actually really helped uh, spread awareness and fight like the AIDS epidemic to where like what we see now about AIDS. And you keep coming back to personal attacks on me that have absolutely (laughs) no relevance to reality. Do you think <laughs> that's a soundbite we need for sure? Um, but the last couple of years, man, you could just—I don't know. I think even so, whether you love or hate Fauci, he is such a polarizing figure that when it comes to the objectivity of science itself, it's probably good for him to go. If you believed in Fauci and believed that he was saving lives and truly believed in his mission, then you believe in what's bigger than him and that you should be able to have enough, like, clairvoyance, not clairvoyance, but, like, open up periphery to realize that, like, he's doing more harm than good to the cause that you believe he's advocating. Does that make sense? No. Because there's half of the country right now that... Might if the might necessarily believe the science, but Fauci is such a polarizing figure that anything that comes out of his mouth, they're just repulsed because of who he is. To where it's kind of when he says that when he's like, people are attacking me, they're attacking science. I get his knee jerk reaction to that because they're attacking him. But my my rebuttal to that is like, no, no, Fauci, they're not attacking science; they're attacking you. And right, but at, at get the, him off the picture. At things the, might simmer down. At the end of the day, Corey. I mean, this man. If if there's anybody that is like solely responsible for an unbelievably unnecessary economic downturn, right? I'm not looking at Joe Biden, and I'm not looking at Donald Trump. I'm looking at Anthony Fauci, and I'm looking at what he advised these men men to do as science, right? To 
to to to he even even just a few weeks ago he said we probably could have done better with covid if we had locked down harder like he's still yeah, to that's this why he minute needs to go, Dan. he's still to he this minute go. cannot because admit that he was though, fucking wrong about covid and, and that's, that's why all anybody cares go. about exactly that's why he needs to go and because I'm not even the cdc him. just recently came out i'm looking at an axios uh article right now it's by ivana sarek uh, CDC admits it failed to meet expectations in COVID response. And so the big picture is the series of steps to be taken include F- like, so uh, why it matters, the change, wait, Rochelle Walensky, the director of the centers of disease control and prevention outlined a broad plan to overhaul the organization's structure and operations in light of what she said was its failure to respond effectively to COVID-19 pandemic, according to media reports. And what they're going to do is they're going to restructure the CDC's communications office and revamp its websites to make public health guidance clearer. Oh, comms were the problem. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. They're also going to add more staff to teams to respond to public health emergencies and require these employees to remain in their positions for at least six months, solving a problem of high turnover. That sounds the like pro- something that's basically like, we're going to find a more efficient way to spew our bullshit. Well, you know, I think some of this actually, Dan, I know that me and you both have been so fucking cynical, but right here, like the agency will also alter its promotion system to place less emphasis on the number of published scientific papers an employee has and more on efforts to positively and the, and more on the efforts that they did to positively impact public health. I have a better idea. I, while I like that, there's one step further they could take. Maybe moving forward actually fucking consult clinicians in the field and talk to them about what they're actually seeing rather than getting a sheet of data and interpreting it for what they think it is. Because well, that's then, the biggest There's no problem. reason to get upset because among the changes announced Wednesday will be an emphasis on putting out preprint scientific reports that circumvent the lengthy peer review process but get out actionable data to the public more quickly. What the fuck does that mean? Uh, Wait, let me read that again. I'll try to break it down. Okay. Among the changes announced Wednesday, there will be an emphasis on putting out preprint scientific reports that circumvent the lengthy peer review process, but get out actionable data to the public more quickly. So instead of like the long, lengthy bureaucratic process, okay, of, like, I get it this time. Yeah, the slow movie. They're, be, they're they're trying to make it a little bit quicker. Where it's like, hey, this report came out. Don't necessarily believe it, but this is information that might be important. It's like the medicine version of we don't have enough baby formula, so we're not going to force the FDA to inspect every bit of baby formula that comes into the country. We're just going to assume that you know European baby formula is just as good, right? <laughs> but like the fact, yeah. So like what they're saying is like for 75 years, so someone from them from the CDC said for 75 years, CDC and public health have been preparing for COVID-19 and in our big moment, our performance did not reliably meet expectations. I think that's the best we're going to get from them, Dan, but you know what? It's, it's the best we're going to get. At least they admitted they were wrong. This just gives a little bit of vindication me, to part the of polarization is- that happened in our country. Part of me is is really not happy about the fact that uh, Anthony Fauci just gets to yeah there you go vegan pretty feet says Fauci <laughs> is trash it just it, it just if you can like, sum up everything we just said in the last twenty minutes in I mean three words Anthony Fauci is the scientific equivalent of of like uh, a, a, a film producer who just gets to walk away from film 
without ever having to admit that they raped 50,000 women. Like, that's what Anthony Fauci is. We just get to let him go. We just get to let him go away. He didn't do Not anything wrong. Paul has anything to say about it, Dan. Dude, honestly, and, and it, the reason I, I'm so upset with Anthony Fauci is because I bought his bullshit at the beginning. I really did. I think you did well, too. I think a lot of us to did. To be fair, in the beginning, nobody knew about COVID. It's when it so it just like kept it going. made sense. Everything made sense. They were only testing the really sick. So in the beginning, there was what like a ten percent fucking death rate. <laughs> Everyone was like, "What the fuck?" The problem is, which the CDC admitted, was the transition, the shift, the pivot. When more data came out, they should have been quicker to respond to quelch the fear of the people to go, oh, actually, no, it's more like 0.1%, not even 1%. Wash your hands, stay healthy, drink vitamin C. We're working on a vaccine. Stay vigilant, stay safe. Be aware, like, be cognizant of just COVID. And That's then, all they had to do. Like, yo, millions even- of, like, we, because, like, the, uh, the controls of other countries, there's countries that did completely strict lockdowns, and there's countries that did no lockdowns at all. And yet, here in America, we still had the highest, highest death rate. We had the most people die in America. I, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but is it because we're like the most unhealthy country? <laughs> is it because we that have- plays a huge part? And that's where a problem. That's another shortcoming of the CDC and Fauci. And that goes back to our culture war. Well, yeah. The and- talking about obesity is taboo to where it's like, well, you know, if you're a little bit bigger, your body isn't necessarily able to fight with its immune system the way other people can. We're not fat shaming. It's just objective science. Well, that's, and that's that's the thing that drives me nuts is like you had, you literally had that whole uh, everybody leaving Spotify because Joe Rogan was like, hey, exercise. It'll make you healthier and make you less likely to die from COVID. A fucking meathead UFC commentator uh, comedian knew more in that instance than... At least Anthony Fauci is pretending he knew. I'm sure he knows these things, but they, there's no money in that, right? Got to push that vaccine. Got to push that vaccine. Got to push that vaccine. And I know it still has, I don't think it's ever, like, it's been proven that Anthony Fauci is, like, directly receiving money for this vaccine. Uh, but th- the way this bureaucracy works, would you be surprised if we find that out someday? I'd be more surprised if he wasn't. Right, exactly. Probably after he dies, we'll, we'll know. There'll be a, who's going to play Fauci in the Fauci movie? Ooh, that's a good um, one. Rand Paul. Rand Paul. No, I was going to say, uh, oh, fuck, what's his name? Um, oh, fuck. I know the National Geographic already did like a weird, shitty documentary, like who was licking his balls. He's also a, uh, a director, Woody... Woody Harrelson? Not Woody Harrelson. <laughs> Woody Harrelson to play Dr. Anthony Fauci. I'm gonna throw No, Dr. but Fauci. he has he has he has glasses. He has that accent. I'm gonna throw Dr. Fauci up on the screen here. Maybe the maybe the people can help us out. Who plays Fauci in the Fauci movie? If you want to tell us in the comments. Because it's gonna be a it's gonna be a younger person that they Dana might... Carvey. Ooh, Dana Carvey would be good. <laughs> when I look at his face right there, Dana Carvey. Dana Carvey would be good. Who's going to play Fauci in the Woody United Allen, States? Michelle Rodriguez again with the fuck? Well, I don't clutch. think I don't think Woody Allen would be allowed to play Dr. Fauci. <laughs> <laughs> 
seeing as he likes right. to finger bang 14 year old girls that's probably not going to go well but who knows maybe fauci does too i did not say that i'm actually going to edit that out of the podcast version uh anyway what <laughs> you, you i'm not repeating it <laughs> oh okay i missed it good hopefully everyone else did too but yeah look at this look at this guy it's going to be a young person honestly i could see woody harrelson playing uh dr fauci i think he could pull it off what they go away are you oh nah, you- look at this guy yeah, but by Woody the time <laughs> but by the time the movie's ready to be made, Woody Allen's gonna be dead too, because they're not gonna make the movie until after Fauci croaks. You know that. Yeah. If they're gonna, at least if they're years. gonna make an at least if they're gonna make an honest film about Dr. Fauci. I don't even know why I, why, I don't know why I give him the benefit of the doubt calling him doctor. I no. like I like uh Dana Carvey better. No, I mean he did he that's the thing, is like his his long career, he did save lives, but in the end there. Well, this just goes back to us saying there. It's like when his Super Bowl to- came along, he fumbled the opening snap. Is what he did. Yeah, he played a great season, but when the Super Bowl came along, he missed that kick. <laughs> it's, it's for, like, it's like, he bet the one point conversion to just no. He to, he, to put a he bet on his own team to lose and threw an intentional <laughs> interception at the end of the at the end of the game. That's what he did. Cocksucker. <laughs> God damn I really I really bitch. can't even stand looking at his face. <laughs> Honestly, like it's oh god. You <laughs> get him off my screen. Anyway, science. actually, you know who is going to play him? It's uh it's going to be uh John Mulaney. John Mulaney as uh Gail Paisan, charmed, I'm sure. You have no idea what I'm talking about. Do well, I, I, I do, but I, I do, but I was thinking, who plays Trump in that film? Johnny Depp again, <laughs> again, again. Fair enough. All right, on to the next, right? Uh, yeah, I guess. Science retires. What do now? Ah, the Whitmer boys get hammered, seduced, and hammered again by the courts. This one's fantastic. <laughs> So, it yeah. I'll let you set uh, it up. You go ahead and set it up. So, the premise of this, the reason why we're super sorry about this, is there was six guys who were clearly just fucking dumbass idiots, fucking morons on a social media website, just saying their rhetoric of wanting to go after the governor and do all that wild shit. And the FBI caught wind. And this guy named Big Dan, I think that's what they're. I think that's actually what they called him, Big Dan. Wasn't me. No, not you. Is he the Big Dan or Big Red? Uh, they got popped. Who was an informant? Yeah, Big Dan. Uh, the FBI sent in an informant, and he came in with all the resources for everything they needed, and tried to help these fucking idiots kidnap the governor. And then when they actually tried, they didn't even have the stuff. <laughs> they drove up to Ypsilanti to buy the bomb from the guy who was also an FBI informant. <laughs> we, we, we actually, then, it's funny you say that because we have actual audio of what they said when they actually picked up the bomb because of what it looked like. This sucks more than anything that has ever sucked before. Crazy how he... It's, that's a that's a libservative exclusive right there. You'll only find that right here <laughs> on libservative. This sucks more than anything that's ever sucked before. But so, two guys 
who had different lawyers, were able to convince a jury that the FBI entrapped them. Two guys freaked out and then took a guilty plea in the beginning. They got turned. And then two guys met one case. The jury said they couldn't decide whether or not it was FBI entrapment or they were guilty, so it was a mistrial. And then that one went to another case, and then the jury found them guilty. Now, and, the reason why I And everyone was confused. And everyone was confused. <laughs> so the reason why I'm skeptical about this is because if you know anything about the FBI, you know that they like to skirt their responsibilities when it comes to people who are on their radar when it comes to mass shootings. They like to skirt their responsibilities when it comes to child trafficking or gun trafficking or gun trafficking. They say gun trafficking twice because one of them is supposed to be drugs. It's okay. Uh, and they don't do their job most of the time. They just find idiots who have low IQs and mentally handicapped and entice them and seduce them into doing these fabricated crimes. And then they bust them and they go, look, this is why we need to be here. This is why we need to up our budget. So, and I'm not just pulling this out of my ass because the other story that I have... But the thing is, while you're pulling that up, Corey, the uh, we actually have more audio. I don't know where we. I don't know where this was captured, um, but it's from the low IQ people that you speak of when they were actually going over the plan with the FBI informants. This is absolutely amazing. One hundred percent libservative exclusive right here. That idea ain't worth a velvet painting of a whale and a dolphin getting it off. It's amazing. I, I don't know where we get this stuff. <laughs> so. And to this, so this is an article from The Intercept by a guy named Trevor Aronson. And uh, it's talking about the uh, the whole Sammy Asmacac debacle. And this is old, too, right? This is like... This Glenn, is 10 years this ago. This is like Glenn Greenwald Intercept when it was good still. Yeah. So now people like you all, we, 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 uh, we try to stray away from sharing dated material. But I think the fact that this is dated just goes to add more weight to like our argument about it. This guy, Sammy Osman, Osam, Osam, Sammy Osmacac. <laughs> now this is 2012 when white supremacists weren't the boogeyman, but it was brown people who were Muslim. And they took this guy who all of his family go, yeah, the guy was fucked up in his head. And like, he wasn't doing very good. He did. And, but before everything all started, he didn't even have enough money to replace the dead battery in his 1994 Green Afford. But uh, he recorded a video going on to say eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. Called, he refers to Americans as kafar, like, which is an Arabic term for non-believers. He goes in this whole video going on and on and on. with It's a martyrdom video. And after recording this video in a rundown, in a rundown days in in Tampa, Florida, Asmacock prepared to deliver what he thought was a car bomb to a popular Irish bar. According to the government, Asmacock was dangerous lone wolf terrorist who would have bombed the Tampa bar, then headed to a local casino where he would have taken hostages before finally detonating his suicide vest once police arrived. But if Asmacock was a terrorist, he was only... He was only one in his troubled mind and in the minds of ambitious federal agents. The government could not provide any evidence that he had connections to international terrorists. He didn't have any of his own weapons and didn't even have enough money for his car's battery. 
Osmakak was the tar- target of an elaborately orchestrated FBI sting that involved a paid informant as well as FBI agents and support staff working on the setup for more than three months. The FBI provided all of the weapons seen in Osmakak's martyrdom video. The borough also gave Osmakak a car bomb he allegedly planned to detonate and even money for a taxi so he can get to where the FBI, FBI needed him to go. Osmakak was a deeply disturbed young man, according to several of his psychiatrists and psychologists who examined him before trial. He became a terrorist only after the FBI provided the means, opportunity, and final prodding necessary to make him one. Now, in 2012, I'm not going to keep reading this whole article, but I'm going to find this piece right here where, actually, I s- saved it, and I'm, it's, Tampa, it's yeah. basically a bunch of numbers that talk about Right here. So, an informant-led sting oper- informant-led sting operations are central to the FBI's counterterrorism program. Of 508 defendants prosecuted in federal terrorism-related cases in the decade after 9/11, 243 were involved with an FBI informant, while 158 were the targets of sting operations. Of those cases, an informant or FBI undercover operative led 49 defendants in their terrorist plots similar to the way Osmocock was led in this. Thanks a lot, Bin Laden. <laughs> so, if you think that the government has, that the FBI hasn't changed their little tactics from then until now, then you're living in Iraq. Living under Iraq, not in Iraq, but <laughs> living under say, Iraq. What? And it's just, like... It's absolutely insane to me that the that the FBI is just allowed to just completely be completely as in the words of uh, Michael Moynihan, uh, comp- continue to borrow the Americans the American people's trust on credit, and continually failing the American people when it comes to that trust, and the, we just keep letting them do it. The thing, that and then sh- there's people that just completely blindly follow them based on their political whims, to where they're super happy that these people were arrested under a false pretense, allegedly. The thing like, that's so interesting about that... These people wouldn't have been doing this shit if the FBI didn't give them all the means to do it. The thing that's, the thing that's so interesting about that is like, it's like a bipartisan thing, right? So, like, so Gretchen Whitmer is a, is a Democratic governor, right? And this is a situation where her life was threatened. Imagine if this were Rick Snyder, who, if you're from outside of Michigan, you probably don't know that Rick Snyder was the former governor of Michigan who was a Republican. Republican. Imagine how the narrative would flip. All of a sudden, you'd have conservatives on the side of the FBI, and at least with regards to this, because what we have going on at the same time as this is we have the raid on Mar-a-Lago, right? So you have the FBI in both situations sort of, I don't know, pushing a, a, a democratic political narrative, if you will. It, like, it's just not a good look. It's, it's, it's that's, not. That's all I'm saying. It's like, because, like, when you have... What was what, it, what, $650 million in the last 10 years were spent on FBI informants doing this shit? Yeah, and when you have that, and you have this situation where you have, what was there, like, 15 people that were originally involved in this, and, like, eight of them were FBI informants? I don't know what the exact numbers are. Yeah, a ridiculous amount. The person who was giving them all the guns and everything, I think their connections for all of their shit. Was well, FBI. When you have that... The person that was paying for the hotel room for them to all to hang out in and uh, like converse about their ideas was paid for by the FBI. 
Um, the guy that was the big red guy that met. It's funny because <laughs> the one guy, either Croft or the other guy, they talk about how he became so infatuated with this big red guy that it put a strain on his marriage. <laughs> but like when you have things like that, and, and it's it's just so clear that the FBI has their fingers involved in this to where you're asking yourself the question, would these other, whatever it is, few idiots have really been involved in a plot to kidnap Governor Whitmer, right? Fuck no. at, at the very least, at the very least, you have to be asking yourself, okay, this is like really weird that the FBI is doing this. I, at the very least, right? Bare minimum. Right, there are a bunch but of then, fucking idiots trying to make bombs time, out of fireworks. But then at the same time, we're supposed to believe that what the DOJ did at Mar-a-Lago was not a political move. Whether it was or it wasn't, like, how do you expect to convince people that are, you know, I don't even want to say Trump supporters, but just regular conservatives that don't like Democratic politicians. Because the Trump supporters are hopeless. You're never going to get them. But, like, the people that are actually thinking conservatives and thinking Republicans that actually have brains, even 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 me, somebody who's traditionally been on the left, I'm looking at this and I'm going, what the fuck are you doing here? Like, what is the FBI actually doing? What is the DOJ actually doing? It's really hard not to look at this, even from a, a, a Democratic perspective and go, man, this is really, really lopsided at, at a minimum. Right. And then I'm going to end it with this. So, this, so that, like, we can keep going after this, but this is kind of like my final thought on this when it comes to this. Like, just like I don't like seeing the DEA the ATF or the FBI take advantage of minorities in inner cities and fuck them with the government over bullshit, you know, to where like they literally sting people like the white, like another Michigan term, white boy, Rick, Rick, where she, the 16 year old fucking kid of the FBI picked him up and made him sell a bunch of Coke, got him real rich and then threw him in jail. Mm-hmm. Just like, I don't like to see, I mean, even though he's white, his name was white boy, Rick, but just like I don't like to see the government do, like city government, city police do stop and frisks, no knock warrants, and all of this bullshit on minorities because it's wrong. I don't want to see the FBI and all these people take advantage of a bunch of fucking dumb rednecks in the woods because it's fucking wrong. Yeah, Corey, it's it's, and that's what frustrates me. Everyone bases their morality on these type of issues based on their political ideology. So, and it's that's that's no, it's wrong. The government should not be entrapping people, superseding their fourth amendments, not using due process to surveil them, and then just straight fuck them after stringing them along in either case. So would you say that what happened with the uh, you know the 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 morons because they are morons involved in the uh, Whitmer kidnapping plot. Would you say that that's sort of like the right wing version, or I should I should say like the left wing version of well, shouldn't have ran from those cops and you wouldn't have gotten shot at the back, brown guy. Pretty much because that's what you're seeing, right? Like, oh, justice! They were going to kidnap the you governor. Shouldn't but, be selling cigarettes on the corner. But like, no, it's it's law it's law enforcement's fault that this happened, right? It's it's law right. enforcement's fault fault that this happened, and it's law enforcement's fault when they shoot an innocent black man in the back while he's running. Running from the right. police is not a fucking death sentence, or at least it shouldn't let be. Let me let me go out in the living room and give my three year old son a permanent marker 
and then leave him alone for 45 minutes and then get mad at him for coloring for drawing on the walls with that marker. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like, and that's the thing is like, okay, you want to, and then being proud of it and then posting a fucking social media post. I'm like, well, my kid's never going to draw the marker again. I made sure of that after he did it. Yeah. It's like, you want to be analytical about it. Did these guys plot to kidnap governor Whitmer? Yeah, they did. Like, if you just want to like have it took any, a mistrial and acquittal and yeah, have an, <laughs> everything to get to that point. You want to just have like sure. an unfeeling, like robotic version. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, they did. They conspired to kidnap governor Whitmer. If you, if you're not willing to dive deeper into why that is like, cause that's, what's so interesting is like, you know, we talk about crime in America, right? And we talk about like, well, so why are why are minorities so um, m- so much more likely to commit crimes? And you have you they know, put all the cops there looking for it. Well, it's yeah. Y- y- people go okay, like like if you're if you're an actual racist person, you might say, well, black people just commit more crimes. What are we supposed to do about it? Throw them in jail, right? But those are the people that don't want to dig behind. Why? Yes, statistically, people of color oh. commit more crimes. They do, <laughs> but nobody wants. It's way more to... complicated when you dive into the nineteen ninety four right, crime Right, right, right. Instead of asking, it's a super predator. Instead of just going, yes, stop and frisk. Instead of just going, yes, yeah, black people commit more crimes. Instead of instead of just going, yes, maybe okay, yes, statistically that's true. Let's figure out why that is. This isn't any different. It's than just that an overcriminalization of the country. The average American what commits three felonies a day. When you have all the Americans committing three felonies a day, you're going to find the ones where you put all the police in the inner city. (laughs) They're going to sit there and find the felonies. Does that make sense what I'm saying? Like, it's... Yeah. If you're proud and broke, you know, and entice enough. The historical issues that led to the fact that, you know, people of color traditionally have less money. You know what I mean? That make them poorer, which makes them... That's just because they're lazy, Dan. Quote, unquote, more likely to commit crimes. And it's like... Like the math isn't that hard to figure out here. It's well, eighty percent of black people are going to kill black people, Dan. Oh, but never yeah. mind. But never mind the statistic that ninety percent of white people are killed by white people because that goes against the narrative. Totally does. So look, this is ridiculous. The, like, you know what's funny is like I'll ask you this because I don't think we've really actually answered this question when it comes to the Whitmer plot, guys. Uh, the Whitmer boys. The Whitmer boys. So, like. Do they actually deserve to be punished? Because I know we've talked about like how it never should have happened and how it's the FBI's fault. But at the end of the day, you know, they did quote unquote commit the crime, right? Or because they haven't been sentenced yet, have they? No. So in so in my opinion, this is a situation where I mean, this might be like a, a soft opinion or whatever, but it's like, okay, you know what? Convict them. Slap on the wrist. I mean, honestly, like something, but no, like what, so what they did was dumb. Yeah, they definitely wanted to, I guess, break the law with the help of the FBI itself. Is it was going to help them do it, and but the FBI came in as heroes and stopped them, and then they're like, "Look at us, we're doing our job. This is why we need money." To where it's like, how about the FBI stops? putting all of society and everyone's way of life in the balance to make their numbers look good. How about that? How about stop doing that? How about go after real crime? 
So you're saying let these guys go and investigate the FBI? Because that's a very... No, unfortunately, they're going to end up becoming martyrs for whoever the fringe crazy people are that believe in this type of shit. The rest of us are going to think... The people who don't pay attention are going to think they're a bunch of fucking idiots that deserve to be locked away. And then there's going to be us who think, well, it might not have happened if the FBI didn't have their hand in it. And that maybe the FBI should stop trying to make cataclysmic events happen just to stop them to make themselves look good instead of just do their fucking job. Make them to make the FBI look like they matter. Right. That's exactly why they're doing it. Like this is just justification for their exorbitant budget. Justice, Corey. Justice. Justice Justice is served. The FBI saved Governor Whitmer's life. They almost got her killed. Speaking of justice. Yeah, the FBI goes and pushes a bunch of fucking retard. Nope, I'm not going to say that word. Watch the R word. (laughs) A bunch of fucking idiots. (laughs) Into this, meanwhile, while there's something else that comes along that destroys the lives of millions of Americans every year. Old Paul Pelosi gets one day in jail for a DUI after an accident driving drunk. And only has to pay $5,000 in injury to the person he hurt. Has to spend. He got a five-day sentence in jail, but that includes the two-day stint he did when he was arrested. Two days knocked off for good behavior and one day in jail with three years of probation. Meanwhile, there's millions of poor people in America whose lives are literally destroyed with a felony over driving a car intoxicated but not actually even crashing it but getting a fucking pbt on the side of the road because they had a taillight out and they get a felony because they could have maybe almost possibly swerved and hit somebody and then these lives are fucked but our elitists five days five days five days in jail for this rich guy I honestly, dude, like, I want to be. I mean, I'm, I'm obviously outraged by. Did you just add an apostrophe to my Pelosi? His grammar is killing me. <laughs> uh, I, I had to. I, I, I haven't given this a whole lot of thought, and maybe I should more. But it's like it's one of those things where it's like, what the fuck are we gonna do? You know, it's like, are you shocked by this? Is anybody surprised by this? Everybody's outraged. No. Everybody's outraged by it, but you know, except for you know. I guess MSNBC who probably didn't even report on it. CNN who probably didn't even report on it. Or or, my or, consistency, or, Dan. or the play the what about game. Well, but Trump stole documents. What about Trump's documents? And it's let's like, talk about it. Objectively, Pelosi, Paul Pelosi did more damage than any of the Whitmer boys. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Even if you're just considering property damage, <laughs> yeah, it's those I, boys I, got fucked for a thought crime prodded by the FBI, and Pelosi smashed his car into someone else, and he's getting less of a case than people who are fucking morons. I mean, I'm glad I'm glad you I'm glad you brought it up because I probably never would have, but like I just I don't have anything more than like a generic opinion on it, like a a a. a you know, a a, poli- a a powerful politician's husband who gets caught, not even caught, but like s- literally smashes his. It's not like he got caught with like a, an illegal firearm on the side of the street or something, which I might defend him on, but like he got drunk and smashed his car. And 
nothing happens to him as to where if I did that, you know, I'd have my license taken away. I'd probably lose and I'd lose my job. That you, you know? drive your job, yeah. I drive for my license. job. I'd lose my job. I'd lose my livelihood, and that'll never happen to somebody that's in these coastal elites. And we shit on coastal elites for reasons just like this. I mean, what do you? Yeah. What, what else is there really to for, say? For us working class folk, a uh, DUI, which could be considered a thought crime, is uh, like a sentence that would completely ruin your life. But if you're rich, it's just. It's a, uh, it's just a fee. Okay. You want to take, I mean? take some odds? What are the odds he does it again? I don't know how much longer he has to live. I don't know, but I, all I know is every time Nancy Pelosi speaks, she's fucking wasted. I mean, she, she sure <laughs> sounds like it. I, it's just, it's just America. America is a great country. And Donald Trump is evil. And Joe Biden is the best person I've seen since forever. FDR. Since <laughs> FDR, he's the best president and here and there. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Perfect. I, I don't know if my Pelosi impression is any good, but, you know. You didn't have to sound drunk. Just, uh, I woke up in fucking Taiwan, guys. <laughs> <laughs> What do you what do you think what do you think what do you think Nancy Pelosi's drink of choice is? She just seems like a martini girl to me. Something I really something like high class but also really strong. She's probably a vodka martini, dry one olive. Two olives, two olives. She's got to so- one to eat in the beginning, one to have for dessert. Got to soak that booze up with something. Or on like a really bad day, she's just a no olives girl, like no She's not fucking Straight around. Straight out of the fucking Tito's she, bottle. She's not fucking around. She's no, she kidding me. She's got somebody to make this. She's got her own private bartender probably sitting around. His name's probably Connor. <laughs> he's, he's, a, he's a bodybuilder on the side, and she just <laughs> looks at him like eye like, candy. Nancy Pelosi's private bar. It's Clarence Chad. I'm trying to think. Of- every once in a while, Paul stumbles down the stairs. Hey, get an old fashioned. I gotta go drive up to the fucking local. <laughs> I gotta crash my car. Make it to go. Uh, when's the last time? When's the last time Nancy and Paul have had sex? What do you think? God damn it, Dan! <laughs> I mean, I gotta make this fun. Last Probably time. like 1976. I don't fucking know. <laughs> like. Oh, man, I can't even imagine the amount of Astroglide it would take to make that work. The, the amount of Astroglide and Viagra, I mean, they would put the pharmaceutical companies out of business <laughs> with the amount they would need to make that mess happen. <coughs> I wish I had a sound bite. So why does she sort of? But then why does she keep her tits looking so nice? I mean, for an 80 some odd year old woman, Nancy Pelosi's got a great rack. The Victoria's Secret makes a phenomenal push-up bra. I maybe that's all it is. I just I gotta believe, I gotta believe they're they've been enhanced at some point. Paul, I did something for you. So maybe you noticed me. <laughs> Try to get you to notice me. You don't notice that me was anymore, in Connor. 19, so that was in 1975. <laughs> Connor wasn't. Connor wasn't even born yet. <laughs> Connor wasn't born for another 30 years. We're going to keep talking about this 
fictional Connor character. I keep thinking. You know what I realize? That Tampa Remember has James the best assistant. titty bars in the nation. <laughs> Do you remember in the office, Jan's assistant? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's just like what the scenario you're painting. I just picture that. Except at least Jan was still hot. She also got a boob job. But she did get a boob job. In the show, yeah. So what else is up, Dan? We got this one. Not a tweet, but a whistle. What is that? You didn't hear about this? Not a tweet, but a whistle? A whistleblower from Twitter. No, I missed this. Explain. Ooh. So I'm looking at a Washington Post article right now. Former security chief claims Twitter buried egregious deficiencies. The security chief, uh, Peter Mudge Zadko, he was an ex- uh, hacker and he started working for twitter and he filed this complaint that uh twitter executives deceived federal regulators and the company's own board of directors about extreme egregious efficiencies in its defense against its hackers as well as meager efforts to fight spam according to an explosive whistleblower complaint from its former security chief he says twitter was a chaotic and rudderless company Beset by infighting, unable to properly protect its 238 million daily users, including government agencies, heads of state, and other influential public figures. Protect he was going on to out. say that the uh, that Twitter violated the terms of an 11-year-old settlement with the Federal Trade Commission by falsely claiming that it had solid security plans. And Zacco's complaint alleges he had warned colleagues that half the company's servers were running out of date and vulnerable software and that executives withheld dire facts about the number of breaches and lack of protection for user data and said presenting directors with rosy charts measuring unimportant changes. He goes on to say that the uh, the thousands of employees that uh, filed last month in the Securities and Exchange Commission, the Department of Justice, as well as the FTC, it says that thousands of employees still had wide-ranging and poorly tracked internal access to core company software, a situation that for years had led to embarrassing hacks, including the com- commandeering of accounts of- held by such high-profile users like Elon Musk and former presidents Barack Obama and Donald Trump. They also, uh, in addition to whistleblower documents, alleged the company prioritized user growth over reducing spam through unwanted content made the us- that made the cont- user experience worse and executives stood to win individual bonuses as much as 10 million dollars tied to increases in daily users and that the uh, that chief executive agrawal was lying when he tweeted in may that the company has strongly incentivized to detect and remove as much spam as possibly can as they possibly can and that uh where is it at because also in this article it goes on to talk about how India uh, made Twitter put one of their uh, people high in their government on the board there. And let me find it because there is also something about. Twitter is grossly negligent in several areas of information security. If these problems are not corrected, regulators, media, and users of the platform will be shocked when they inevitably learn about Twitter's severe lack of security basics. (laughs) <laughs> An ex-Twitter employee this month was convicted of using his position at the company to spy on Saudi dissidents and government critics, passing their information onto a close aide of Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman in exchange for cash and gifts. 
That goes complaint says he believed the Indian government had forced Twitter to put one of its agents on the payroll with access to user data at a time of intense protests in the country. The complaint said supporting information for that claim has gone to the National Security Division of the Justice Department and the Senate Select Committee on Intelligence. Another person familiar with the matter agreed that the employee was probably an agent. And so basically everything that Elon Musk was saying about them is pretty much true. So... And that this this whistleblower came out and was like, yeah, they're fucked. I'm just I'm not really sure how to react because honestly, I, I just can't, went, I just threw it on you. Well, it's not just I mean I I heard everything you said, but the thing is like I just maybe it's just because I haven't had time to process it yet. I I'm not I'm not entirely surprised to find any of this out. But like my first thought, and maybe this is a stupid thought, but when I have more time to think about it, I'll I'll change my mind on this. But like. Isn't this like kind of shitting on the public square being a private company in a way, right? Because like you're like it's isn't this like crony capitalism as at its finest? You know, having somebody involved in the corporation that's going to pass on information to uh, MBS about shitting on the Saudis, even though you know. The American people all know how shitty they are, except for Donald Trump. Um, but yeah, I, I don't. I don't. I'm not and a like, bunch of golfers. Yeah, that's true. I'm, I'm just. I don't know. Maybe it's, maybe it's a silly first place to go with it, but it's like, ooh, to me, this is kind of like, all right, here's a here's a notch in the belt for the socialists. <laughs> like, I, but that's the thing is like, I don't think like a socialist town square would work any better obviously it would be just as corrupt if not more so in different ways but it's like that's the thing that's the thing about having like a worldwide town square you know everybody's going to be looking for an angle on how to take advantage of it and i don't know that i don't know that there's like a system that could make that better you know capitalism's not going to be able to handle it very well socialism's clearly not going to be able to handle it very well so like what do you do do you hold them accountable? Hmm. Do you, you know, do we see lawsuits come out of? Th- I'm sure we'll see lawsuits come out of this. That there's no question about that. But I don't know. It's it's it's. I'm not surprised, but it, I'm 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 surprised that it came out. I guess I'm surprised somebody actually. You're more surprised that this this stuff got leaked versus. Yeah, it's almost like it's almost like the the whole Epstein thing. It's like, am I surprised that there's like this weird cabal of like super famous people that like to go to an island that are pedophiles? But I'm not, not, not even necessarily pedophiles, but like that would that want to go to an island and have sex with borderline underage girls at least, and some of them being underage. But wink, wink, we don't know. We don't ask their ages, kind of thing. Am I surprised that that's real? No. Am I surprised that it came out? A little bit. You know, this is kind of like that <laughs> in, in some ways. That makes sense. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's just interesting. It's just something that was designed to be one thing just got swallowed up by oligarchies and crony capitalism. Like they like like in the article it talks about like it's the actual like environment you know that makes it this way to where it's almost like a a, a Wells Fargo thing where they're being incentivized to do everything wrong. <laughs> yeah 
I just don't fucking get it. Because when it's all about the shareholders, then it's all no holds bar. Fuck the infrastructure. Fuck taking care of anything. Well, then is this is this the end game for what social media actually is, right? Because what's what's the saying? If you don't know what the product is, you are the product. For human beings and data being as valuable as it is, like is this is this what the end game is? Because who, who who knew that human beings' data, like 30 years ago, when the internet's just starting up, um, or not even quite 30 years ago, who would have ever thought that the most valuable commodity on planet Earth would have been the data of other humans? Well, that's it's actually, it's interesting you say that, like, internet and social media has just, like, exploded it on an exponential scale, but... Data like that has always been valuable all the way to like the 50s, 40s, 30s. Like when they advertise, like the ad agency, they've always, always, always been all about data. It just took a lot harder to get. They had to do more focus groups and more things like that. Now they figured out a way that we could just give it to them from our couches. And yeah, well, that's the thing. That's the difference. We do it voluntarily without realizing we're doing it. And they don't even have to pay us for like to spend our time in a focus group or anything. Right. We do it voluntarily. Interesting, right? Yeah. I don't even know if we said anything. In school right now with marketing, it is, it's really, really interesting because I'm learning about all that sort of stuff. I don't even know if we actually just said anything in the last five minutes, but it was it was fun to let my mouth spew things. <laughs> just words. <laughs> words come out. I, sometimes I open my mouth and the words start coming and I don't even know how I'm going to finish the sentence. <laughs> well, Corey, we had... Uh, two other things to get to that I think we can actually save. Corey and I were actually going to do a uh, a draft of the three-letter agencies <laughs> to see which ones are the worst. I think we could put that off. And then unless unless you're, you know, it's a short thing, I know you wanted to do kind of an update on the... Uh, um, it's not necessarily that short, so we can unpack that a lot next week. Just Amazon, labor union updates. There's still like, the media is not really talking about it, but there's still so much headway happening right now with people unionizing, which is great yeah we can rock that out next week so tell the people where they can find us and we can get the folks on their way yeah thanks for hanging out uh the observative podcast is found in all social media and podcast platforms our website is podpage.com slash observative we can be found at libservative on facebook youtube and twitch instagram and twitter at libservative pod and you can find our transcripts at libservativepodcast.wordpress.com our tiktok videos can be found at libservative podcast and you can reach out directly at libservativepod at gmail.com. Like, follow, share, and subscribe. Give us a review if you listen to the podcast on any of the platforms right now we're ending. So as soon as you're done, hop on there and give us a review. It really helps with mix up the algorithms so more people can listen to the show so we can bring more content to you if you love this show as much as we do. Sweet. Yeah, sorry. I was just I was I was updating our description because I didn't realize we were going to talk about the Twitter thing. But there we go. Uh, anyway, until next time, he's been Corey Walsh, and he's been Dan Griffin. He's playing old timey music. This has been Libservative, and we are out of here. We the people cannot stand that.